choose is Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the good news station, WCNO, Palm City. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Janie Owens inviting you to tune in to a life-receiving word every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. on WCNO 89.9 FM. Join me and be blessed by God's word. Grace Women's Healthcare, a Christian-based OBGYN practice, serving St. Lucie County for five years, strives to provide excellent OBGYN care to women in a supportive environment. Board certified Dr. Carl Zolikoffer, along with nurse practitioner Denise Joseph, are available to serve you at 772-429-3400. Grace Women's Healthcare, a corporate underwriter of WCNO, available at 772-429-3400. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Well, I'm really glad to be here with you this morning, and I'm really glad God sent His Son. I'm really glad God sent His Son. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that He loved me so much that He cleansed me, that He forgave me, that He washed me clean, took away all my sins, and He gave me a purpose for life. I don't know about you, man, but to live life and be aimless and not have a purpose would be pretty miserable. But do you know there's millions of people that are living their life like that today, all over the world. And, you know, for the holidays, for the Christmas season, a lot of us, it's one of the best times of the year because you get to love each other and see your family, even the family you don't want to see. And, um, and it's like you get to take a time out and a break from the routine of life and stop for a moment and really realize how important life is and how important relationships are and how important family is. And isn't it amazing how when you come together after not seeing some folks for a year, how much everybody's changed and you get to catch up, and, and then it's like the holiday season is over, and you go back to your routine again for another year, and life just keeps passing us by. But one of the coolest things about the Christmas season to me above everything else is just the realization of how much God loves us. And as we learn to reflect on relationships with each other, we really get to take a brief moment out of the busyness of our life and really reflect on the gift that God gave us. This amazing gift of his son that really set all of eternity straight. It really saved us. And when we reflect on that through the, through the Christmas season, it's just amazing to me how awesome his love is. And when we really begin to identify with his love and understand how much our father loves us, he really loves us. And that's so awesome to me. Have you ever stopped and wondered what the world would be like if Jesus wasn't sin if God didn't send Jesus. You ever wonder what that'd be like? 
I believe that if Jesus hadn't come, if, if Jesus Christ hadn't showed up on the scene and started and completed the work of his Father and really became the, the, the image of God's love to us, then the civilization that we have today wouldn't even exist. I really believe that. You know, for all we know, we'd still be running around in animal pelts and grunting for language. Jesus came and changed everything. I don't think the world would ever be as advanced as it is into this age of significance that we're living in today, this age of technology, without the impact of Jesus Christ on society, with the way he changed. He literally changed time. I know that now they have BCE, which stands for Before Common Era, but it's still the same time, which was before Christ, because Jesus signified the old era to the new era. There's no other way to divide it. There's no other reason to say that it's the year 2012, except for 2012 years ago, Jesus changed everything. We can, you know, science and society and culture and history can try to change things and, and say, well, we just, that's just the common error. Well, it's the common error because of Jesus. Things <laughs> I just believe that with all my heart that Jesus changed everything and, and as the expression of our Father's love. And, I, and I'm so glad that that he sent Jesus for me and that he sent Jesus for you. And I'm glad to know him. And if you don't know him, I hope you do. Figure out a way to meet him. Because uh, without him, life is really a mess. And come on, it's hard being a Christian. But without him, come on now. You know, I think about the Christmas story from time to time. And it simply amazes me that God would send his son in the form of an infant. And take on human flesh and live a life of a human being. Because how I many know this life is not easy? We really don't know what real, true pleasure is because we really are in a state of dying from the day that we're born. We're in a state of struggle from the time we take our first breath on the planet. It's a work in pro I mean, no, it's, it's work to breathe. Your lungs have to work to breathe. Your heart has to work to keep you alive. From the very moment that you take your first breath, you're in a struggle. And I mean, God put on a struggle to come down here. Amen. And not only did he become a human being, but he lived a life of suffering and, and rejection. And then he went to a cross and he suffered and he died. Amen. You know, if I'm God and I want to save the world from sin, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would never have done it that way. I'd just show up and snap my fingers and do away with sin. Sin, you're gone. I'm God. You can't be in my presence. Bam. You're gone. Get out of here. And I sure wouldn't let my own son suffer and die on a cross. Would anybody in here send their son to a cross and watch them suffer and die and be rejected by the world? I wouldn't. I sure wouldn't let him crucify my son. I wouldn't let the world do that. And I don't think any father in this room would let their child go through anything like that. But how many of you know that God had a plan? And his plan is still in motion today. Somebody say he had a plan. Go ahead and touch somebody and say, God's got a plan. And you're in it. Hmm? And I'm really thankful that God didn't use my plan. Huh? I'm so glad he didn't just show up and start punishing sin and start, punish, and, and start just killing people that were no good. Because how many of you know that if a perfect God shows up on the scene and imperfection shows up where around perfection is, then the imperfection gets consumed by perfection. And if you're imperfect, then you're going to die. Come on, when perfect shows up, imperfect's got to go. In other words, if God had just showed up on the scene, that none of us would have survived. 
Not one human being would have survived because we're all living with this condition called sin. Isn't that right? Even if you ain't never done nothing wrong, you're still a filthy sinner. Even if you've never told a lie, you're still a sinner. Just because you were born in sin. It might not even be your fault. It, you, hurt, you inherited it. It came through the bloodline of Adam. Amen? So how many here this morning glad that we're using God's plan and not my plan? Mm? And his plan, part of his plan was to come and to establish something. He wanted to establish a few things. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading in verse 30. This is a Christmas message. So if you came here on Sunday, this Sunday, because it's the last Sunday before Christmas, to hear a Christmas message, you're going to hear one. Okay? Verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And watch this. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. The first thing I want you to see this morning is that God has a plan. And the primary purpose of that plan is to establish his kingdom. God's plan is to establish his kingdom. Somebody say it's his kingdom he wants to establish. Hmm? And the second thing that God had in his plan is that he wants to tell you something. He wants to communicate something to you. He wants to establish his kingdom and he wants to communicate something to you. Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God. How many realize that if God came to establish his kingdom in the earth, then there had to be another kingdom here when he got here? Uh, you don't come set up a kingdom if there ain't a kingdom already there. When we go back to Genesis, we understand that God established an earthly kingdom, didn't he? And he put a guy named Adam in charge of this earthly kingdom. And guess what? Adam messed up. He messed up because he's like you and I, and we mess up. Go ahead and touch somebody and say, I mess up from time to time. <laughs> See, some of y'all already feel better right now. You're just getting clean while you're in here this morning. You're just confessing everything. <laughs> I mess up from time to time. Yes, we do, don't we? Well, Adam messed up and he sinned and he gave the keys to the kingdom that God gave him. God entrusted him with his kingdom and he turned the keys to his kingdom over to the devil. Isn't that right? Isn't that what we learn in the book of Genesis? So first thing that we see is we see in the coming of Jesus that God was going to establish a kingdom. And what's really awesome about this kingdom is that there's not going to be any end to it. It's a kingdom that lasts forever. It's a kingdom that does not stop. It's a kingdom that is set up in its rule to last through eternity. That's a reason to shout right there this morning. There's not going to be an end to the kingdom of God. And when he established his kingdom, he established it over the power of the devil. Somebody say, over the power of the devil. You say, Pastor, I don't believe the devil has any power. Well, try telling that to anybody that's bound up in sin. There's a lot of people that are bound up in sin. They can't quit doing what they've been doing. They're bound. Amen? There are a lot of people that have been bound in sin, and sin has taken them captive. They're held prisoner by the addiction that they're living in, and they sin from their nature because they're of their father, the devil. They're from the other kingdom. 
It's part of their nature, amen? I mean, the Bible says that sin is a wicked taskmaster. That means that sin can kill you. It can take you out, amen? And the devil operates through the power of sin. I do a sermon series on the three Ps of sin, and maybe I'll do it again. I haven't done it in a couple years. But the devil operates through the power of sin. So how many know that when God sent Jesus, it was to establish his kingdom over the devil's kingdom, the kingdom that Adam gave him? God came to establish a kingdom over the power of sin. So how many of you know that when God sent Jesus... That's what Jesus came and did. He established a new kingdom, a new precedent, a new order. And of this kingdom, there would be no end. How many of you know this morning that we only have power over the devil in our lives because of what Jesus did? It ain't because of what you can do. Our power over the devil comes from Jesus. It comes from him. We have overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, but which how many of you know is the word of truth? It's the word of truth. Come on, somebody say that's the word of truth. And where do we find that word of truth? We find it in Jesus. Jesus is truth. How many of you know that's why witches and fortune tellers and people who practice the dark arts and dark magic, they can't put a curse on you? I think I scared half of you right there. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Did you know that if you're under the blood of Jesus, I don't care how many witches, warlocks, palm readers, people of dark magic, dark art, they cannot put a curse on you. If you're under the power of sin and you're under the power of devil, then they can put a curse on you. But you're not under that kingdom anymore. You're under the kingdom of Jesus. So when somebody comes up to you and says, I curse you, and they're a witch, and they're trying to put something on you, you just laugh and shake it off and say, well, I'm covered under the blood of Jesus. <laughs> you ain't got no authority over me. <laughs> you can't do nothing to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm under the new kingdom. Your kingdom has no power. And they don't quite know what to do with that. And if you really want to bug them out, just start saying Jesus to them, and their eyes will start jumping around in their head. They don't know what to do with that. Go, I dare you to say Jesus to a wit. Just start dropping F-bombs like crazy and swearing against God and cursing God. You say, Jesus loves you. And they'll be like, <laughs> I've seen them freak out, man. Somebody say, the power of God is stronger than the power of the devil. It's the power that comes by the name of Jesus, amen? No power of the devil can work to destroy us if we're in Jesus. Jesus' kingdom is established over the devil. But how many of you understand this morning, that don't mean the devil ain't going to try to get you. That don't mean the devil ain't going to try to kill you. That don't mean the devil ain't going to try to take you out, amen? Because how many of you understand this morning, and if we're being honest, we still have to contend with something. We have to contend with our flesh, the nature of our flesh. And guess what? 